What a cracker of an opportunity. That's probably not a phrase you've heard much lately, what with COVID and the climate crisis. But it sums up the story of two Highland firms baking biscuits from beer to help them both build back better. Welcome to Towards Zero. I'm Julia Horton and I'm hosting Zero Waste Scotland's podcast. We're here to help Scotland become a place where nothing is wasted. That matters because the single greatest cause of the climate crisis here is the emissions created by everything we produce, consume and too often bin after just one use. We can all help to save the planet though by doing things differently to make stuff last longer. That's what the circular economy does, keeping things in a loop of use to eradicate waste. This episode is the second in our Made in Scotland series, an audio tour of the nation to some of the pioneering circular economy firms we're helping to create more sustainable jobs and products. It takes us from Glasgow and the beauty business we visited in the last episode to the Highlands to chat to those two firms making biscuits from a byproduct of brewing beer. McLean's Highland Bakery and the Winsford Brewing Company developed their tasty sounding solution after speaking to Zero Waste Scotland about how to turn waste into value. Their managing directors, Lewis McLean and Nigel Tiddy, happily talk beer, biscuits and business. Here's Nigel and then Lewis explaining how it all began. Uh, well, I guess it starts with the um, with the brewing uh, process. Uh, so we take we take uh, barley, um, malted barley, and we uh, to make the beer we, we do what we call a mash, which is we soak the barley in, in hot water for around about an hour and a half, and um, and then we drain off uh, the, uh, the, the, the 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 malt the malted water from there. Um, uh, to uh, then subsequently goes to make the beer. What we do with the grains after that is uh, clearly it's, it's a waste product for us. Um, so uh, the uh, that can either go back to the farmer, some of it goes back to a local farmer for us. It's very good feed for cattle. Um, although there's an awful lot of draft, it's called draft um, after after it's uh, it's been sort of used for us. Uh, it can go back to the farm, but um, we. Also saw this opportunity, Zero Waste Scotland got in touch with us and we sort of had a, got a link with McLean's and Lewis at McLean's um, to see if it was possible to make something uh, make something from the draft. It sounded like a great idea, so uh, so we got together and uh, Lewis, it then sort of gets taken over to you. Yeah, uh, well, I, th- I think we possibly had the same gentleman do a sustainable uh, audit of the business, of our business, and uh, he, he Tim was... A th- a gentleman that suggested you using up uh, the draft in some of our products, and uh, I, I suppose to begin with, we looked at putting it in bread, uh, some of our bread, uh, because the magical thing about draft is it's high in fiber and high in protein. So uh, that, that's uh, some really good ingredients for a baker to work with. So. Uh, so originally we did look at bread rolls, but uh, I had looked. There's other bakers out there who use draft and oat cakes, etc. And in the end, we decided to go for crackers just to be different. And uh, the beauty of crackers is they've got a, a longer shelf life. So again, that that could mean us uh, 
selling them in a, a wider area. Uh, and, you know, so hopefully we can sell these crackers UK and then uh, worldwide. That, that, that would be the plan. Like Beauty Kitchen in the last episode, McLean's is aiming for a global market. They say baking is a science, which prepares Lewis well for the challenges of trying something different. I was going to say a science, very much trial and error, you know, so, you know, we, we, did, uh, we did try lots of things, you know, and what we did with the draft. So, so one of the problems with the draft is it, it comes with a high moisture. So really, we've just got to use the baker's skill when he, when he makes a cracker dough. Uh, so, and then baking the moisture out, obviously, to get a longer shelf life, you don't, you don't want too much water in there once the product baits. When COVID-19 struck, it put a real spanner in the works, as Lewis and Nigel put it. The food and drink sector was hit hard by restrictions, and while McLean's was supplying bread to hospitals and schools, Windswept's trade changed dramatically as hospitality shut down. Business at the bakery then changed dramatically too, but in a good way, as lockdown led to a home baking frenzy and an unexpected surge in demand for flour across Scotland and the wider UK saw supermarket shelves stripped bare. Here's Lewis recalling the new business opportunity which the pandemic brought. I'll always remember two weeks into the lockdown, uh, my wife suggested that we uh, made some self-raising flour. Quite honestly, it was like turning on a tap and uh, there was queues in the shop within uh, you know, 10 minutes of putting on Facebook and uh, quite literally flour became the new cocaine. While the national addiction to baking was a welcome boost to firms like McLean's, the main focus for businesses was surviving the unprecedented threat from the pandemic. Like Lewis, Nigel found ways to do that too, using Windswept's website to switch from supplying pubs and restaurants to selling direct to the public. Well, we, we were mostly to trade, so so on trade, so bars, restaurants um, was probably about eighty percent of what we did. So that first the first three weeks to a month was a bit of a stop everything, um, you know, regroup. Let's understand what we can do. We were fortunate in in that uh, we had a, an online. Um, site for, for selling direct to the public. So everything, well, we just shifted production into bottle, but the, the volume was much less. Brewing less beer meant less draft to get the sustainable crackers back on track. But while COVID-19 lost Nigel and Lewis about 12 months, the delay wasn't all bad news there either, as changing any business takes time. And suddenly having more of that brought some benefits. Back to Lewis. It did give us the breathing space to sort of refine the the oat cake, uh, the oat cakes, the crackers, because uh, we were able to do shelf life. But all in all, it probably put us a, a year behind, uh, just with uh, you know trying to get draft off Nigel, because obviously they were they were hit hard as well. So the odd time, you know, when we needed some stuff, they they weren't brewing. But uh, probably. If, if I look back on it, it probably did us well just to have that year out to sort of get the packaging right and the design right. I, th I think what one of the challenges, unforeseen challenges by us is trying to make the packaging as sustainable as, as possible as well. So it, it's a, a full message that we're trying to sell. 
and obviously you know as a business we, we want to really have that ethos throughout the business not not just for our crackers you know we're, we're only on on here once uh, on the planet and you know let, let's just uh, try and leave it in a better way than we received it as a way to help save the planet biscuits made from beer sounds like an easy sell and while they're not selling like hotcakes yet, there is growing interest. So they look set to sell like, well, like biscuits baked from beer. I did a couple of uh, virtual trade shows in, in the last 12 months. And from that, we have uh, Whole Foods and Green City Foods in Glasgow. Very keen just to get them as soon as they're launched. There is a demand for sustainable products. Both Lewis and Nigel are looking forward to reaping the rewards of working together to turn waste into a new product. They're keen to persuade more Highland firms that with that demand for sustainable products and the need for everyone to reach net zero, it's well worth making the effort to overcome the challenges of collaborating. Biscuits aren't the only tasteable sustainable solution to the climate crisis which Windswept helped produce during lockdown. Here's Nigel again. There's huge potential uh, and, you know, we've done a few, we've tried a few thing, collaborations with, with local brewers that they haven't worked brilliantly uh, you know I think just because people are very focused on on their own thing but um, you know we're working quite hard at the moment we've just finished a project uh, it's called the Field to Firkin um, project funded by, by Moray Leader um, and it was a it was um, a collaboration um, project between ourselves so local action group in Lossy and a Belgian local action group really looking at using locally grown malt malted barley uh, in Belgium, interesting fact maybe, but uh, apparently uh, hardly um, only about two percent of the of the beer brewed in Belgium is is brewed with locally grown barley, which I was amazed at. That might be that might be not quite right, but it's, ri- it's ridiculously low, and it's all imported. So they were really keen to to use the they, they produce a lot of wheat over there, but not a lot of barley. So they were looking at that. They wanted to understand more from our farmers. So so. Um, Basically, the idea was that that we would ultimately we we, we were going to buy grain from a from a local farmer, um, and uh, we got it malted. Uh, getting a small amount malted was difficult, so that had to go down to a, a place called the Crafty Maltsters down in Fife, who malted this, malted it, and then we um, we got it back up here. We made a beer, and um, sort of we, we we promoted it as 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 a local circular economy um, beer, really, um, and it went very well. Um, uh, it's called Pioneer, the beer, and um, the the we we managed to keep the project going. I mean, clearly during COVID, it was it was hard work. Um, there was there were concerns about whether we could transfer tra- transport the barley. Clearly, um, we were concerned about uh, where where money was going to come from to do it all and what have you. So, because just because of the way the project works, and but um, got lots of help. Everyone clubbed together, and uh, so we got the got the project through in the end. So that that was a real um, real boost for us actually during COVID. This project that had been running for over a year, uh, we thought it might um, sort of sort of crash um, due to COVID, but we managed to keep it going. So yeah, and really positive, and hopefully looking forward, we can work. The hope is we'll be able to work with a local farm, um, get the get the malt that the barley malted locally. There is a local maltings that, that could malt it, but they can only do very large amounts. At a time, it's a big maltings focus on the distilling industry. So, with any, but hopefully, um, if we can collaborate with other breweries um, and club together, we might be able to. We're hoping we can put something together there. And clearly, the yeah, the ideal solution would be for us to us to have our own 
small maltings you know, it then brings then brings jobs it keeps it very local um it, it brings in that uh sort of really brings in the crafts to our business i think um uh brewing, brewing business and uh, and then if if uh, mclean's and lewis could use the draft from there then then that's just a really beautiful way to sort of round the whole um uh, cycle of, of the use of the barley um offer there are plenty of opportunities there to work together to waste less some of the best business ideas come about by accident or a chance conversation if this final idea which lewis and nigel landed on during our chat for this episode comes off you heard it here first you know, I'm not happy with the amount of waste that we have, you know, so, you know, it'd be fine if we could find some other product that, I don't know if Nigel's the same with breweries, but there's not two bakeries the same, you know, so, you know, uh, they may maybe more have other pro- waste products, you know, uh, we're definitely the human touch in the bakery, the craft, but that, that means we burn things. So. We burn things, you said, yeah. <laughs> we could do a we could do a burnt biscuit beer, Lewis. You'd have to sell a lot, Nigel. You can't, you can't burn that many, do you? <laughs> <laughs> So with biscuits and beer, McLean's and Windswept are producing some appetising ways to save the planet. They've shown that businesses in the hard-hit food and drink sector can build back better by working together to overcome COVID-19 and the climate crisis. They're also proof that made in Scotland can be a sign of sustainability as well as good quality, with products like these making the most of local resources and talent. All businesses need to do things differently to help meet our net zero targets. One of the best ways we've found to help firms and communities buy better and waste less is to focus our free expert support and funding on key cities and regions like the Highlands and Islands. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. To listen back to previous episodes, including the one I mentioned on Glasgow Firm Beauty Kitchen, search for Towards Zero on our website or your favourite podcast app. Please share the link so more people can learn how to do more to help save the planet. I hope you can join us next time when we'll take a virtual trip to Perthshire to chat to reused charity remake about plans for Scotland's first second-hand shopping mall, amongst other things. Thanks for listening. Bye.